Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right, this got a little bit of an emergency break-in uh, uh, podcast. I'm kind of dealing with some situations personally that are kind of going on uh, on, the, on the fray here and some things you see on social media, some things that we've kind of stumbled in across. And um, I'm like, man, we need some perspective on this. Mm-hmm. And I, I I pulled in someone who I think has a, a, has, has been affected by, by this kind of messaging as much as anybody and also has, has a perspective on it that, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just be transparent, this is to help walk me through uh, some things we're looking at and viewing. Uh, he's a pastor of a multi-campus church in the state of Oklahoma. He's been a Senate candidate in the state of Oklahoma, and he's the founder of Pastors for Trump, pastorsfortrump.com, Mr. Jackson Lawmeyer. Yay! <laughs> Jackson, Man. I need some help, dude. Welcome. Oh, it's so good to always be on with you guys. Oh, uh, we Thank love it. You. I, you know, I, I've, I've had the opportunity. I think we've been a part of right at maybe 20 reawakening 20, events. 20, 21, 21 something, like something like that. We've um, been to all but one. We didn't make it to Anaheim, but all the other ones we have attended. So, a lot of those reawakened, and they've been amazing. So so crossing Everyone. your path, uh, path a lot. And one thing that I like about you is you maintain a level of, of consistency and uh, – um, you know, not every day does everybody wake up feeling as good. Maybe you got a cold, maybe something happened, maybe you got this or that, or you got, you know, some bill in the mail you didn't expect. Yeah, you know, it's like things that happen to everybody also happen to you. And you you maintain a consistency about you in your emotions, in your, ah, this is going, this is on, but God's good. You know, mm-hmm. and you kind of, we kind of bring things back to a place there because <laughs> some things you can't, you can't fix and so forth. And so I'm like, I'm like, Jackson is the guy that I need to kind of help walk me through some stuff that, that that's going on. Let me just, before we even get into these situations, what, what kind of is your method of operation of kind of keeping your mind right of like, you know, you get up and you start in the day and things happen to you, same as everybody else. And I've been around you too many times behind the scenes, quick passing for you to be faking. You know, it's not like I only see <laughs> you, you preaching at your church and like, well, he can, you can J- look good for that hour Jackson and can a half it, or whatever. He can keep it together without losing his temper for an hour every Sunday. You know, it's like, I mean, I see when you're tired or when you're hungry or when, you know, all of the things that would make people have a bad day. And, you know, like, and you, how do, what is your, your process for that? How do you kind of keep it right? Well, you know, I learned something a long time ago that has really helped me on this journey. Um, every day doesn't belong to me. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. It's his mm. day. He gives it to me and I get to manage the day. So it's not my day, but I get to manage it. I can be angry, bitter, upset, and I can do that with his day. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I can rejoice and be glad in his day. No day is promised. Another day is not promised. And so I have a mentality. Um, I try to be like a duck. I don't know if you've ever watched ducks when they're out on the water. They're calm, cool, and collected on the Mm. surface. Uh, But under the water, baby, they're paddling like crazy to (laughs) sit above. so, (laughs) So you have to maintain you know, composure in difficult times, whether you're stressed or whether you're excited. And uh, so, but you always got to be striving underneath and paddling and staying above water. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. You get to choose how you manage the day. That's really good well, advice. Here's, here's kind of my, where my question gets into it. And, and, I'm, and I have you on here because you're not just a Christian, you're a professional 
Christian. I'm I'm an amateur. Uh, 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 not I don't, I'm not Christian for a living, but I've grown up in the church, went to Christian school. A lot of my family members, a lot of them are you know full time ministry and in and out and different things. And so you kind of witness different denominations they were involved in, you know, interactions. There's you know it's a lot of exposure. Let's just put it that way. Um, and. There's some stuff going on right now that I think is unique in the timeline. You go all the way back to Jesus, or you can go thousands of years before, and go back go back to Adam. We're in a social media world. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be people who only you only knew the people you were personally exposed to. You knew the guy who lived across the street. You knew mm-hmm. your family. You knew guys you worked with and stuff. And that was kind of about it. And you know now people have more you know kind of almost like online relationships. They're unbalanced. They have there's probably more people that they know that don't even know them that they know a lot about. You know, it's just kind of a weird time, you know, that we live in. So we're exposed to more things. There's things going on that might have happened in a church somewhere. Some pastor had a falling and this and that, that you've never even been to that state, you know, mm-hmm. but you might be offended by the way this guy handled something because mm-hmm. now just because you know about it. Right. So so this is kind of going on. There, there's a situation happening right now, and I don't want to participate in even bringing out names and characters, but like I, I want I want advice personally, and hopefully this is beneficial to to Flyover family as well. Um, people in the church calling out other people in the church. Um, there's an expression, you know, the, the, the Christian army is kind of unique because it's one of the only only armies in the world that shoots its wounded, you know? And I mean, everybody's seen that or witnessed or walked past a situation like that. But sometimes it's not even the wounded. It's just maybe that that version of Christianity. I don't understand that person. They do it a little different than me or whatever. And we're unique in that we kind of will pull each other down. I get frustrated sometimes i'll see like on the left you'll have the lgbtq army like marching in unison with the muslim brotherhood you know and i'm like how do those guys they're overseas they're throwing gay people off of buildings you know Mm -hmm. but these guys are all like just lockstep here but as christians we struggle with that and there's some things that have happened recently online with with some pastors calling out other pastors and and other other churches and other movements and it causes us a uh, people that like both of them. I mean, both of these guys have, have poured into my life and I don't even know to, to, to kind of get into a standstill based on someone else's speculation that up until now we would have never had access to without social media. And when, when people see that, it's a little bit like a, a kid when their mom and dad fight, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I, but it forces you to sort of have to take a side, you know, whether you want to or not. And so people are exposed to these things because of, shows and 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 even if they don't go to that church how how what advice do you have for the body of Christ to not take on these offenses and to not go down rabbit trails in order to, to dig into stuff you know what advice do you have in that this overexposure world that's a big question coming at you from a lot of ways well i'll tell you uh, this is the biggest problem facing the church in the united states of america right now and i know there's a lot of problems we face but here's the reality of things you pointed out Nobody uh, devours their own like Christians. Uh, we're the best. Uh, we're the best at it. Uh, we're the quickest people to claim the grace of God, but we're the slowest people to extend grace to our mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. And it's a very sad reality. And what we have to realize is there is an adversary. We call him the devil. We call him Satan. And he has a job. The book of Revelation tells us what the job of Satan is. He stands before God and he accuses God's people day and night. Mm. He is yep. the accuser of the brothers and sisters. He's not accusing non-believers. He mm-hmm. accuses God's people of their heart, 
intentions, their motivation, their actions. He accuses God's people. Unfortunately, uh, the devil has a lot of free labor inside church buildings among people who have the tendency to accuse other brothers and sisters. That's not our job. That's mm -hmm. not our job. That's the devil's already doing a good job at accusing mm. every single yep. one of us. He does a great job at it. He doesn't need help from us. What we have to realize is this is a serious issue, actually. When the apostle Paul was Saul of Tarsus, uh, he was mm -hmm. not a big fan of Christians, persecuting Christians, followers of Christ. He's going on his way to Damascus, and God knocks him off his horse. And God says, Paul or Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? Wow. Now, Saul was not persecuting Jesus. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Saul was persecuting Christians. Yep. But Jesus said, no, Saul, you're persecuting me. When you attack another Christian, you're not just attacking that individual. You are attacking the Lord Jesus Christ himself because you are attacking the body. This is a serious, serious issue. And mm -hmm. so what we have to realize, it's not our job to tear other ministries down to build up ours. That's mm -hmm. Brother Kagan put it like this, by putting out somebody else's candle, uh, it will never make yours brighter. Wow. And so True. Christianity is <laughs> all about restoration. Uh, mm -hmm. Love covers a multitude of sins. And so we're going to have disagreements. Uh, we're people, we're imperfect people, um, but we have to protect one another. The devil is already out there trying to bring down ministers and ministries. He doesn't need our help in doing that. Does that mean that there are no wolves among the sheep? No, there are wolves. That's where the shepherds, the pastors step in to protect mm -hmm. the flocks. Mm -hmm. But if your ministry is a ministry of exposing other ministries, here's what happens in church history. I have two degrees in church history. Ministries wow. that expose other ministries, you know what happened to them? They get exposed Man. every single time because the grace you extend is the grace you receive. The judgment you give is the judgment you receive. So this is very important right now because mm -hmm. we have this hyper exposure culture in the body of Christ. And a lot of it is based on false things that we're trying to falsely accuse our brothers and sisters. And uh, it's dangerous. It's very mm -hmm. dangerous. And so uh, ministries should be proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, not trying to expose every other ministry that disagrees with them. Man, it made me think of, you know, looking at a speck in your brother's eye when you got a plank in your own. You know, it's like, oh, that is just very dangerous. Okay, so as this is happening, you know, we can't control what's happening uh, with the arrows that are being thrown at each other, but we can actually handle how we respond. As the body of Christ, what is the correct way to respond in a situation like this? When we're reading it online, or let's say you're sitting in a church, you know, that's happened here in our area, you know, where a pastor is talking badly about other ministries from a pulpit, you know, not on social media, but just from a pulpit. How does the, how do we respond as the body of Christ? Well, so as believers, we have to have maturity. And this is where the gift of discernment comes into play. You know, we've been given a gift of the Holy Spirit, and there are gifts of the Spirit, and one of them is discernment. And in this age with social media, everybody's got a platform, right? Everybody's yeah. mm -hmm. got a platform. Yep. And there's so many voices out there, right? There are so many voices. Uh, we need to hear the voice of the shepherd and we need discernment. One of the ways you jump into the word of God, you spend time in prayer, you spend time in worship, you'll learn to hear the voice of the shepherd in the midst of all the other voices that are out there. And here's, here's my recommendation. 
you know, if you're attending a church where it's just constantly bashing other ministries, that's not the gospel. That's not mm-hmm. the gospel. It may be time to find another church. And, you know, it's a rule of thumb at my church. I tell every guest speaker, if you say anything about another ministry negatively, you'll never speak here again. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our instructors mm-hmm. at our Bible college, there is one uh, hard and fast rule. You will never talk negatively about another ministry because we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, David felt so guilty by just cutting off a piece of Saul's robe. who yeah. The man was trying to kill him, by yep. the way. Yeah, and it, the, that the was, was, he was justified to, to do more. Exactly. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but David knew something. If I took yep. down Saul by assassination, David would set a precedent in the nation of Israel. If you want to become king, you assassinate the other king. Yep. David didn't set that precedent. David waited. And God handled the matter. It wasn't mm-hmm. David's matter to handle. And so we just have to be careful. We have to be so cautious. When in doubt, don't. When in doubt about a certain article, about a certain minister, don't share it. If there, if mm-hmm. there, don't share it. You don't have to do it. It's not our job to bring other ministries down. That is just the bottom line. You know, some of what I've been impressed with, with, with Stacey on is, is kind of talk yeah. about, we'll talk about her behind her back here. I'm going to get a big <laughs> head, but you know, it, it, it's easy in, in, in business circles and even like, you know, like family, if you're talking or just, you know, in church stuff, like somebody will bring up something and it's like, it's very easy to be like, oh, you're kidding. So then what they do or, or man, I, he was, you know, just a gossip. A, just a gossip. Yeah. Kind of participate mm-hmm. in the story, even in, in private. She developed this thing, man, probably 15 years ago or something more. Mm-hmm. She start, she'd be like, oh my gosh, that's, I hate to hear that. Here, give me your hand. Let's just pray for him real quick. I mean, right out of the gate. Like, you know, did you hear so-and-so? They're they're separated. And so, oh, man, that's terrible for their family. Let's pray for them real quick. And it's like, oh, it, is, it makes it really awkward, you know, kind of really yep. uncomfortable. And it just, it's 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 a bucket of water on a candle immediately. It's like just... Well, just, gossip doesn't do anything good, but prayer is powerful. It's impossible to pray and for something not to happen. So if you want to truly be effective in somebody's life, pray for them. Don't gossip about them. Pray for them. Pray that the Lord helps them in this situation because, like you said, Jackson, he's the only one that can do anything about it anyway. It's not our job. No. That's his job. And I think a lot of people yeah. feel kind of obligated, like, well, if this if this guy's a false prophet, then I'd mean to tell everybody he's a false prophet. Like, oh, man. You know, uh, Bob Smith's a false prophet. Man, we should pray for him. Mm-hmm. You know, because at least he's a prophet. You know, <laughs> you know hey, let, let, let's get him on. Let's get him. I wouldn't even where he's a prophet. I thought he was just a pastor. But let's, let's, pray, let's mm-hmm. pray for him. And it kind of just squashes that a little bit and, and at least you're not participating uh in it yeah. you know if if you're a part of a church and you don't like the worship leader you know then if you can't stand it then go but definitely don't be like yeah the worship leader he's he's, he's Start some I'm, not, rumor. I'm not even sure he's walking with the lord mm-hmm. oh, he listens i heard him listen to justin bieber in his car you know mm-hmm. whatever it's like it's it's, it's best just to not participate in that because it's kind of like david's respect for saul you know That's a great point i, I think it's, it's it's not good in you know, if you work at the car lot, it's not good anywhere, you know, anywhere. But man, specifically, if God has called somebody to ministry and they're doing the best they can, or even if they're not, if you're a part of that, it's, man, I think it's a dangerous place to be to even participate in the conversation of pulling somebody down that's serving the Lord. And one more thing I wanted well, to ask it. you, Jackson, sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought and then I have a question. I, I was just saying there's, there's a reason the enemy likes to sow discord and division within the body of Christ. Uh, there's a reason for that because united, you look at the early church, a united body, 
unity is the atmosphere for the spirit of God to begin to move in the life of people. And so this unity is a key agenda of the enemy. And we mm. have to be careful. We, we mm-hmm. have to be so careful. You know, there's a fivefold ministry, um, you know, that's listed in the Bible of pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, and apostles. Fivefold ministry. It seems kind of dangerous when, um, you know, somebody from one side is calling out another side of the ministry. You know, like I would think a prophet could call out a prophet, but a pastor calling out a prophet or an evangelist calling out a prophet, when those are not areas that they call, they're called uh, into, seems kind of dangerous. And that seems like it happens in our world as well. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, you know, how can the hand say to the eye, you're not necessary? And and the body is made up of different parts, and the Lord designed his body this way. And so we have to have an appreciation. I may not be a prophet. I am not a prophet, neither the son of a prophet. I know what I am called to do, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay in my lane, and I'm going to do what God has called me to do. But I recognize that in order to build the body, it takes the fivefold ministry. And Mm -hmm. so just because I may not be a prophet— it doesn't mean that I need to go down uh, and try to tear out prophets and tear them down. Right. That's just not my role. My role is to pastor my sheep and to teach the Word of God. And so we just have to remember uh, that we are so much stronger together yeah. than we are mm-hmm. apart. And unity, how good and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. That's really good. Absolutely. We used to do a lot of uh, uh, training in the in the business world. On, on like collapsing, you know, communication triangles and eliminating offense. Mm-hmm. You know, people would bring us in sometimes like, oh, I want these sales techniques that are going to increase, you know, my numbers. And a lot of our focus would be making sure everybody involved like doesn't partner with offense. You think, what's offense got to do with me and I'm working in a sales organization? Well, it's very easy. Like if you walk past me quickly at an event and and I say, hey, Jackson, you walk, and you didn't say hi. I'm like, oh, man, you know. Like now I'm offended, you know, a little bit. And that's like a little thing. And I wouldn't even mention that to somebody, but then something else happens. I begin looking at everything through that lens of offense. And I just keep Mm -hmm. building a case to where eventually I've got this big anti-Jackson Lawmeyer because, you know, he thinks he's better than me now because he's got, you know, fancy AirPods or something, you know, whatever. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, I, I, I just kind of start looking at everything you do and accumulating in my heart to justify why... I'm right and you're wrong or why that that offense is there. And, and man, the, the devil can take so many people out of commission without even anything big happening. Mm-hmm. It's just, just little stuff that we choose to partner with or just walk in a place of forgiveness and just like always assume the best. Like, man, I don't know. Maybe you were just headed to the bathroom. I don't know. I don't, you don't, you don't owe me anything. And it's like, <laughs> why, there's probably a reason why you didn't re- reply to my text or you walked by and didn't say hi. Like, Giving each other grace. A, a ridiculous and abundance mm-hmm. amount of of grace and, and th- that we would want in the mm-hmm. same situation. You have to remember the grace that you show towards others is the amount of grace God shows towards yeah. you. And I yes. know how much grace I need. I mean, I you know <laughs> I know how much I need. So that requires me to extend ample amount of grace uh, to people. And like I said, we're the quickest to claim God's grace. But we are by far the slowest to extend it uh, to our brothers and sisters. And you have to change that. You have to change that. And this is a growing moment, the body of Christ, uh, not to tear one another down. Let's build one another up because we have a real enemy. Mm -hmm. We have a real enemy that we are in a spiritual war against. But instead of fighting the enemy, we're fighting each other. And the prayer of the Lord that we're supposed to pray is not my father in heaven. 
because we're not an only child. Right. It is our father, meaning we got siblings. We got mm-hmm. siblings. And there's nothing that makes a parent more upset than when the brothers and sisters don't get along. It breaks it's my heart. Father. It's not fight. my father. Yeah. yeah, that is a really great point. Would you just cr- uh, close us out here, Jackson, with what, just a prayer for the body? Real quick, before you say that, I was going to end on, on, on pastorsfortrump.com. Mm-hmm. Can you give people about 30 seconds on what is that about and where can people go to find out more about that? Because you're bringing a unity for people praying for President Trump right now, you know, and, and mm-hmm. as we're going, I, I love some of these shots and things on your website, pastorsfortrump.com. Mm-hmm. Can you give everybody just a quick insight on on what that's about and what you're doing? Yeah, Pastors for Trump is a uh, coalition of pastors in all 50 states. We've got over 7,000 pastors on board with us so far, so it's growing. And it's a unity movement of recognizing our nation's in trouble, and pastors are going to have to mobilize Christian nation to be the salt and the light. And so it's going very well. It's going very well. And uh, they can go to pastorsfortrump.com to register for our prayer calls or some of our upcoming events. And also donate there as well. So that's a great way that we can speak up and show up and helping to support this ministry. All right, would you uh, close this out real fast in prayer, just for the body of Christ and for leaders, you know, to understand that we have siblings and then we have to get along. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Father, we thank you for your church. Uh, Although your church is imperfect, we know that you love and you are obsessed with your church, so much so that Jesus, you died for the church. And uh, we just ask that, you would use each of us that are listening uh, to be able to bring about unity to your body, that love would look over a multitude of offenses, that being uh, offended is a decision. Offense is a moment, but being offended is a decision and help us uh, to extend grace just as we have received grace. And so I pray for the leaders in the body of Christ uh, that we would recognize the big picture It's not just our ministry, but it is the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are to work hand in hand together, even though we may disagree, we may even debate. We never have to divide. So, Father, we pray for unity. May your spirit work on the hearts of people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We receive it. Jackson, thank thank you you for for being a model of this. Mm -hmm. And I know every situation I've ever been around you or or witnessed or even overheard, you walk this Mm -hmm. out. You really do. You're like, hey, where do we overlap? What do we agree on? And then where we don't, man, where can I pray for for you Mm -hmm. and grow? Where can I, you know, grow myself to understand? You know, and I, I just think you're a great example of that. And uh, Flyover Family is just a great person. Uh, This is a great person to really kind of like, hey, Kind of take that from mm-hmm. because if you're like, oh man, I've been offended around Christians. Man, try running for politics as a Christian. Try leading <laughs> yes. multiple campuses. Try you know, try being around this full time. I can't imagine the amount of opportunities you have to be hurt and offended, and uh, you walk in a joy that you're just not a part of it. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you guys. I really appreciate all that you're doing. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I claim in many many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. 
and there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory, this is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put to the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Hey.